0: Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm grateful that you are here with me for another episode. If this is your first one, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you stick around. Um, Yeah, so I want to chat about um, therapists therapist, white therapist, Black therapist, does it matter the race of your therapist? I think it does. I initially was going to create this episode to let you guys know that I had a change of heart since season one. Um, Season one, I released one episode in two parts called Jesus in Therapy, and in the second part of the episode, I shared about the importance of having a Black therapist if you were Black because of cultural competency and I still stand on that. My latest experience with my with my um, latest therapist changed a few things um about how I feel about that. So um yeah, I wanna I wanna unpack that a bit and let y'all know why I had a change of heart, but now I'm back at square one where I began. <laughs> yeah, like, Between the time I had the change of heart and now, I'm I'm right back where I I was in season one. Before we unpack it, though, I'm thinking about putting the Shades of Dating segment in the beginning. So let's try it out here. Shades of Dating. (laughs) This is a segment um, where me and or my guests will share stories that just further verify that the dating pool has piss in it. (laughs) Um, Today, though, I'm going to blast myself. I want so badly to just be this like super sexy girl, you know, with like this sex appeal and it's just super swaggy and like smooth and all the things, right? But y'all, I'm just clumsy, (laughs) and goofy (laughs) and it just doesn't always work out for me you know (laughs) and (laughs) I was thinking about this like I'd be tripping sometimes quite literally actually I'm gonna tell y'all about a few times that I've like been trying to be sexy on a date and then I was just not um there was this one there was this one time I was dating the guy and um he had came over for uh, a date. It was um, during um, the beginning of COVID. This was early COVID days. So we were still like, you know, figuring out how to virtually date or date at home. So I made like I, did, I, had, I had a taco night for us where we made like street tacos at home. It was really, really cute. I had like the whole spread. It was so, 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 so cute, y'all. Um, and all was going well, you know, all was going well until we like, you know, we're done with dinner and we're just like chilling in the chilling in the living room. We go to sit down, you know, we have, I had drinks for us. Like I even made, I even had, I even had homemade margaritas, y'all. Everything was just so good. It was going so well. Like It really was. And those margaritas I made were bomb, but this is, that's probably why I ended up being clumsy. Anyways, we go to sit down, you know, and I'm being, trying to be super cute with my cute drink and I end up dropping my drink and breaking the glass. It was, it shattered everywhere. I'm like, oh man, this is, this isn't good. (laughs) Totally killed the vibe. I'm like, man, why, why does it have to be me? Like, I just, I want to be somebody else right now. And I'm, and I'm just not, it's just not working. Um, And this has happened. Things like this have happened multiple times to me. Um, Another time I was clumsy was um, there's, so this is another guy. And um, I think this is like our first date. Well, It was our second date, and he took me to... It was a fabulous date, in my opinion. I don't know how he felt about it, but whatever. It was a fabulous date for me. And after dinner, he took me to this really, really nice bar. And we're just sitting, chilling, talking. It was super cute in there. Um, Vibes, drinks. It was just a vibe. And um, the drinks were so cute that I'm like, oh, let me like the drinks were so cute that I was like, oh snap, let me take a picture. Like this is super cute. I probably won't ever post it, but it was just super cute, the whole vibe. So I get my phone out, which was probably like not a good idea. Thinking back, like girl, whatever. But I take my phone out try to try try and snap pictures of the drinks and I drop my phone. The phone just flies out of my hand and I was looking cute. So I have on this super, super tight short skirt so I'm not about to bend over trying to get this phone so I'm like I'm stuck he's like should I get it I'm like yes could you please could you please because it like flew out of my hand flew under a seat somewhere it was it was bad this same date this same night so when we leave the bar you know um (laughs) when we leave he tell he opens the door you know, to go outside, and he t- he literally tells me, like, watch your steps. <laughs> watch your step. I don't know what I heard. I know I heard him. I know I heard him say that. Tell me why I still tripped. So- like, I be trying to be cute, and it just don't be working. <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all. This date, so see as I break it down, maybe, maybe, maybe this is one of the reasons why things didn't work out with him because I kept trying to figure out like what happened with that. Like that was a fabulous date to me, but now I'm like, hmm, because a third thing happened, a third thing happened on this same date. <sighs> so we get to the next spot, and we're um, and I I love conversation cards. Cause again, I'm goofy and I'm dorky and I'm nerdy and I'm corny and I like conversation cards. So, um, I had conversation cards for us. So I had him, I had him grab them, right? Um, from my car. And so he gets the thing, he gets the cards and then, you know, hands them to me. So then, so now we're walking up steps to go inside. And while we're walking up the steps, the cards just like, fall out my hand. <laughs> you know, maybe I was just tipsy. I don't know, but this big old card game just falls down the steps. And I'm like, I'm not going back down the steps with these heels on. So I'm so sorry, sir. But could you get those please? So yeah, child. We didn't have any more dates after that. <laughs> He was a great guy. He is still a great guy. I don't know. Maybe that's why things didn't work out, because I was really clumsy on that date, just dropping stuff and tripping, and he literally said, watch your step. So, yeah, the dating pool has pee in it, but sometimes it be us. Yeah. So, let's unpack it. (laughs) So, like I said, um, I had a change of heart about Black folks needing Black therapists, you know, and I and I began to lean on the side of well, maybe it doesn't matter, you know. Um, and this is how I got to that place. Earlier this year, I decided to look into getting a um, a psychological evaluation. In order to determine if there is some sort of um, neurodivergence happening, some sort of um, development disorder that I may have, possibly, potentially, um, whether it's ADHD or something similar to that or, um, I don't know, dyslexia, dyscalculia, something. I, I, I just need to figure it out, whatever it may be. Well, I learned that the only way to get that done is to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Um, therapists, counselors, license, licensed professional counselors, all the different acronyms. Um, there are tons of therapists, social workers, whatever, whatever. Um, they are phenomenal, but they don't have the ability to, or they don't all, I don't believe, have the ability to... Um, give psychological evaluations. Only a psychologist can do that or a psychiatrist. And also they're the only ones who can prescribe medication if need be. So I found myself needing a new therapist slash psychologist because my current one was not a psychologist. She, I believe, is a LPC, licensed professional counselor. So I go on the search and long story short, it was incredibly difficult to find a black psychologist. Um, so I was like, you know what? Well, maybe I just broaden my search, you know, maybe for, for this piece of it, for the sake of getting evaluated, maybe it doesn't matter. And we'll just go from there. So I ended up with a new psychologist who was a white woman. And she actually ended up being great. I liked her because she had a different outlook on life. She had a different perspective. And I believe that something that she just had a different perspective. And she had this like abundance mindset. Like every in our conversations, she seemed to not have any limit on options or resources. It was just like they're, they're always there's always a different avenue. She was just very much about, like, let's just figure it out. There there is a solution to this. Um, And I really appreciated that. She, um, She helped me, like, not care so much, you know? I think, not I think, it's my observation and experience that a lot of us Black folks, especially Black women, we take on the burden of the whole community, you know? We even sometimes feel that We even sometimes feel the need to, like, represent the whole community. You know, like, for example, many of you, maybe, um, when you go out to restaurants, you probably tip more because you feel the need to debunk the myth that Black folks don't tip, you know? You have solely, individually taken on this responsibility to make sure Black folks look good, you know? Like, you're you're you want to, I don't know, just whatever, whatever. That's just a small example of how we sometimes carry the burden of a whole community or whatever. And this therapist, this psychologist, she just she just had this very like, who cares, you know? And I appreciated that because yeah. She also um she was. She helped me see the beauty in being individualistic in certain things. You know, I understand. I am a community-oriented person, and I understand and believe that we should all be that way. You know, um, I'm not here to preach, you know, socialism or anything like that. But I think community is important. Community, especially for me, is a core value, right? But she helped me see the beauty in and the necessity in being individualistic. And that helps me. That helps me a ton. And she was the one. If you follow me on social media, um, over the summer, you may have seen a post where I talked about my therapist giving me this idea to kind of just wander and frolic and gallivant around, you know, until I figure out next steps. She was one to push me out of my comfort zone, but I In regards to a certain move I wasn't ready to make, she was good about, you know, figuring out, well, what is an alternative? So because I wasn't ready to move yet, but also desperately needed to change my situation, she was like, well, how about you just don't make a decision right now? You don't have to make a decision. Like, these things shouldn't be stressing you out. So instead of getting stressed out about where to go next, what to do next— Just go from city to city and book an Airbnb and, you know, stay there for a while, a week or two or three and see if you like it and go from there. And when you find your people, you find that your purpose thrives in this place and you find that, you know, you become alive in this place, you can dream again in this place, then maybe that's your place. And I had just never thought of that. Like, I don't know that I would have ever thought of or had that idea. I don't know that I would would have ever had the idea to just go from city to city, hop around, and kind of be this nomad, you know. Um, and, and I know that's a thing now. Being a digital nomad is a thing. You know, a lot of us work remotely, you know. Um, so we can just get up and go and work from anywhere. So we're not tied to one location. Um, and I and I am thankful and very grateful that I have the ability to work from anywhere. Um, so, yeah, like, she gave me a lot in a little time. And that that one tip, that one piece of advice was a game changer. It changed everything. It was such a breakthrough for me to to say, okay, I may not be ready just yet to to move. Um, but something's gotta give. And that has helped me a ton. You know, I went I my first city I chose to visit for a week was Birmingham. Um I, of course, spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Um and I plan on, um, uh, I'm going to New York soon, then going to Charlotte soon, and in a couple cities, you know, after that, just to just kick it, you know? And um, I don't, I again, I just would have not thought of that. I would have just been, you know, stuck in the belief that I was stuck, you know? Like, just, woe is me, and this is terrible, yada, yada, yada. But she 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 always had a way of showing me that I have options so yeah she even like helped me with like podcast stuff she was like look into this and this how this is how you can get funded and she just was she just had great 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 advice and gave me um a better way to think about things and to perceive things so yeah I was like you know what like Working with her, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make an episode about like, you know, I've had a change of heart. Like maybe this helps, you know, because they have such a different outlook, you know, than than, than a lot of us do. But let me tell you why I'm back at square one. <laughs> let me tell you why. I'm right back at where I was and how I felt in season one on the episode I did called Jesus in Therapy. This there, this white therapist. Um, after, you know, all the, the help she gave me, the, all the amazing advice she gave me, she ended up dropping me as a client. She dropped me as a client because it was her policy to do so if the client cancels um, twice in a row with no um, heads up. Cool. Totally cool with your policy. It would have been nice to know that was your policy, though. If you're going to be so adamant about, you know, a policy that you have, it would be nice to to inform your clients of that. Um, there was one day that I, that I canceled day of. Uh, I forgot why, but, you know, I had to cancel day of and I rescheduled for the like, very next week. Fast forward several weeks, maybe even months, and I had to cancel day of again. Um, What I would typically do is I would try and see her during my lunch um, because she didn't have any evening availability. So, you know, I'm trying to get a one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock or whatever, and I'll work my lunch around that. Um, Well, this particular day, some meetings got rescheduled at work and I had a meeting that that um, overlapped with my therapy appointment. And I was going back and forth about how to figure it all out. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to stress about this. I'm just going to reschedule this therapy appointment. We can get back to this next week. You know, like I got to get, I got to be at this meeting, whatever. Well, the meeting just happened to be rescheduled like 30 minutes before my therapy appointment. So I'm like, dang, I I hate to cancel, but it's no problem. She'll understand. I'm going to let her know why I canceled, but I'm going to go ahead and reschedule for next week. I cancel and, and reschedule before I can, um, write her the finish writing her the note explaining you know why i'm so sorry i cancel last minute um this is why but i've went i went ahead and rescheduled before i can do that she's like hey you know what's going on this is your second time doing this in my mind i'm just like i mean yeah my second time but we've been seeing each other for months like it's not like i've done this second twice in a row like twice in two weeks or it's like i mean the first time i did that was months ago but whatever yeah um i had to cancel work um I had a work meeting rescheduled, but I went ahead and, you know, booked my next appointment for next week. And she sends me a note back like pretty much it's my policy to um, refer a client out to another provider after they have canceled, um, after they have a last minute cancellation for the second time. Um, And she, you know, said a bunch of stuff, blah, 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 yada, 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 that, you know, in order for this to work, I have to be consistent and show up and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I respect your policy, but I would have for sure figured out a way to accommodate our appointment if I knew that was your policy. I didn't know. (laughs) Like, What? And she gave me no room for negotiation to figure things out, to say possibly, oh, this is just a misunderstanding. And I got it for next time. You know, it won't be a next time. And if there is a next time, that's on me. No room. No grace, Just done. And and then had the nerve to, you know, follow up with me to make sure I've got another provider. Like, sis, why are you worried? Why are you worry about me? Don't you you drop me as a client. Don't worry about who my new therapist is or or what no 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 don't be concerned now sis (laughs) and i'm like wait how 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 i get broke up with by a therapist like that's a whole other layer of rejection and for someone who is in recovery from rejection and abandonment issues I thought it was incredibly insensitive And that thing hurt me. That It hurt my feelings. It hurt me because I'm just like, dang, like I had been so shut off, you know, from even the possibility or the idea of reaching out to a white therapist because of all these reasons, right? And I get to this point where I was a bit desperate to find someone, to find a psychologist. And I end up doing this. And we have this great experience. So my guard's all coming down, you know, and then boom. The therapist break up with me and I'm like see this what i be talking about this is exactly what i be talking about like man again I'm not asking her I was never asking her to you know I don't know like I said I respect her policy she can have whatever policy just let your clients know if, if I'm going to be held accountable to a policy it would be nice to know it exists <laughs> So yeah, y'all, I'm back at square one because this is the third, this is the third white woman to try me, the third white therapist to try me. The first one was my very, 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 very first therapist ever when I was out living in Utah back in 2018. It was my first time going to therapy and I was like, all right, here it go, here I go, you know? And I get in there and by the end of the first session, she's so enamored by my blackness and my black experience and how my black experience plays into my need for therapy being you know a young black woman in this super duper white space and she was just so like confused at how much that mattered to my mental well-being and she was like "Hmm, I need to look into this more and it was almost like I was going to be a study case or a, a case study and I'm like no I'm not going to come in here helping you and teaching you and enlightening you. That's not how this is going to work. No. If that happens to happen during the course of our time together, then so be it. But what you ain't going to do is use me as some weird like I don't know. It was just strange. So that I did that real quick. Um, and the second time I had an encounter with a white therapist was when I was searching for someone with for, for me and my mom to go to therapy um, and see together. And I've shared about how much of an epic fail that was. And that particular white therapist, she was the most insensitive um, therapist I've ever encountered. She said some remarks that I felt were insulting and Downright, just I don't know. I was straight up triggered in that session. Like, man, triggered. And I and 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 let me be clear: going to therapy is going to trigger you. Like that, like that's gonna happen. I don't care how amazing they are. You're gonna be triggered. Things are gonna come up. Right, wounds are going to be addressed and and dug up and all the things. But I'm talking about like. This therapist was just straight up disrespectful, and was projecting her own stuff onto me. You know, she was just examples like, "Well, when I was in a situation, or my dad, or my..." I was like, "Hey, hey, hey! I'm not here to hear about your stuff. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I, I came here for your expertise. I came here for your, um, your profession. I, I don't need. I didn't come in here to kiki Key with, with another woman who's going through similar things. I don't care about that." I came in here for your like your medical like assistance and help. Like you are a medical provider, do that. <laughs> um, and not a medical provider because it's not about medicine, but like a health provider. You are a health provider. Provide health. Provide something other than what you dish out. That was that. You know, and I was all the way shut down by then. Um, so this third time around, so this third time around, at first it was like, oh snap, this is a pleasant surprise. You know, I did, you know, have to watch what I said because again, there are, there were cultural barriers, you know, like in the way I talk, I had to adjust it in order to accommodate her because she may not understand what I'm saying if I say, I don't know, I don't know, but. But yeah, there were for sure cultural barriers, and I absolutely caught myself um, before I said nigga a couple times in session. You know how I'd be just like, man, nigga, you know, but I can't say it to her. <laughs> so those were things I had to overcome, but other than that, I thought it would be a very good experience, but nah, child, I'm back to what I said in the episode. Cultural competency matters. We need, and again, if you got a white therapist already and you love them, continue, Okay continue. But for those who, you know, you have struggled to find a great therapist, to find someone who truly, truly, truly gets you, look for somebody Black, okay? There are cultural things that you should not have to explain going into therapy. As a matter of fact, therapy should be, it's supposed to be a safe space where you can, you know, put all your guards down and, and, A place where you're seeking assistance, you know, it shouldn't be a place where you're afraid that you're going to be harmed, you know, where it's like, okay, I can deal with this part of some of some stuff, I can get some healing over here, but over here I'm going to be wounded, you know. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it should work. Where you know, we're, we're going to fix one thing, but we come out with something else broke. No. That's not how it should be. Um, and I'm not saying that therapists are, you know, freaking angels and they're gods. No, they are they are human. They are they are flawed. However, they have a certain expertise that we should be able to benefit from without leaving the place traumatized or re-traumatized or triggered in a place where we're back at, you know, on ground zero or square one. Because I promise you, bro, like her dropping me as a client like we were she was helping me through a not a breakup, but a. A dating situation where I was struggling with like it ending in, in a way where I didn't understand why it ended, you know, and I f- did feel rejected. And she knew this, like she knew my history. And I'm like, fam, what the, what, what, what? So, yes, yeah, y'all, get you somebody black. <laughs> get you somebody black. Okay, there are a plethora of um black therapists who are amazing. Um and and I'm grateful, you know, that folks to this day um still reach out to me, you know, like, hey, where should I start? You know, I'm looking for a therapist, I don't know where to begin, or hey Brit, or hey Allison, you know, I started therapy and this is how it's going. I love when I get those kinds of calls, messages, text messages, DMs, whatever. It makes my heart happy. Um and I'm going to, you know, keep encouraging y'all. Because, heck, if you are a human, you need therapy. That's just that. Especially if you're black. We were born into trauma. Black Americans were. If you are listening and you are somewhere other than America, maybe that, maybe that doesn't apply to you. If you are black outside of America, that may not apply to you. Well, if you are black and you live and you were born in Africa, maybe that don't apply to you. But black folks everywhere else, uh. We got there due to some unfortunate circumstances, you know. So a lot of us have, you know, um, post-traumatic slave syndrome. And because we were born into it, we don't see no, we don't see nothing wrong with it because it's just, it's how we live our lives, especially Black Americans in the South, you know. um, Trauma is just in our DNA. And unfortunately, we are the ones responsible to, you know, heal from that stuff, or or at least do our best to um, understand ourselves and become self-aware and emotionally intelligent and emotionally aware in order for us to show up in spaces whole and authentic and, um, like I said, aware. So, yeah, um, if you don't have a therapist, I encourage you to find one and to find a Black one, mm-hmm. to find a Black one, so you can go in there and not have to worry about teaching them how to service you. Um... There's a language that we speak, and I think that it matters that our therapists speak that same language. And, let's, and let me be clear. I'm this way when it comes to all healthcare providers. If you are in a space where you can get a black doctor, get a black primary physician, a black dentist, a black chiropractor, a black OBGYN, a black uh, whatever, do that. Do that. Because it is proven over and over and over that Black folks do not get the same health care as our white and other minority counterparts. It's it's fact. It's unfortunate, but it's just the truth. We don't get the same health care, so we need people in there who are advocating for us, who understand our language, who understand our pain, who understand what we need, so that, you know, we have a better shot at all the things at our overall well-being. So, yeah, y'all, I thought this was gonna be about me having a change of heart, but I don't know. I need me a black therapist. So yeah. There's that. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Oh, I do want to tell you this though. Um, if you're looking for a therapist and you're you're still struggling for starters, if you have insurance, search your insurance network. Um and psychology today is a great resource. When it comes to finding therapists and psychologists and counselors and psychiatrists of things. And um, there is a site called Therapy for Black Girls. There is a social, they're, they're on social media. They also have a website where you can, you know, go to the directory. They have a ton of resources. Um, they have a ton of resources in regards to um, mental health professionals who are black women. And if you are a man looking for a black woman as a therapist, go on that use that use that as a resource as well. Um, there are you know a couple of apps that have virtual therapy. I won't say their names because they are not sponsoring this episode um, but it's options out there y'all and um, I follow a ton of, of, of amazing therapists. If you're in Tennessee, um looking looking to Courtney Clarty, she is a licensed counselor. If you are in Georgia, looking to oh lord what's her name? Um I think on Instagram her name is your social work coach. Um and I think her name is Rajnee Griffin. So if you're, you're if you're in Georgia, that's somebody for you. Again, if you're in Tennessee, Latanya Cox is one. If you're in Utah, um looking to Leticia Golub I think that's her name or um what's that other girl's name I'm just saying random ra- saying random names you know for random places because I'm sure I have listeners in those spots but wherever you are wherever you are if you are in America out of America if you are in Canada the UK if you are in Alaska if you are in Hawaii if you are in Georgia Florida Arkansas Virginia Wherever, look for a therapist. If all things in your life are going well, find a therapist. If your life is falling apart, get a therapist. If your relationship is just cupcakes and candles and bubbles and sunshine, get a therapist. Like, listen, get you a therapist. I don't care where you are in life, they'll help you figure things out and, you know, help you keep your emotional toolkit ready. So yes, that is is all I have for y'all. Take that as you will. So on to Brownie Points. This is a segment where we take a moment to celebrate ourselves for um, a recent victory. That victory can be a tiny victory. It could be a major victory. But over here, we celebrate all the wins. Every win counts. Every victory matters. So I'm giving myself brownie points for um, second guessing myself a little bit less every day at work. So um, I'm certain many of you can relate. But being at work, I don't know, like it. Oftentimes, takes me a, t- a long time to respond to emails or whatever because I want to get the response right. I want to have the exact, the perfect solution, um, and I'm oftentimes afraid to make a mistake. Um, but lately, <clears throat> but lately, I've been doing better about. Um, trusting myself, being confident in my skill set, my education, my knowledge, um, my history, and just like doing what I do, you know, and in the event that I make a mistake, I trust that someone will catch it. They will bring it to my attention and I will have the opportunity to correct it. And we go from there. And that's just that. Regardless if I've been in the game two years, 10 years, 20 years, 25 30 years we're gonna make mistakes on the job and we can get we have the chance to correct them right it's like it's not a big deal so I am proud that I've been doing better about trusting myself and responding quicker and not taking gifts at myself because self-doubt ain't cute so so yeah what are you giving yourself body points for? If you're watching on YouTube, I would love for you to comment below and let me know what you're giving yourself body points for. If you are listening um, on Apple or Podbean or Spotify or another audio platform, head over to social media and get in my comments and let me know what you're giving yourself body points for. Um. So yeah, that's all I got for y'all today. I... Thank you um, for for tuning in again. And yeah, so if you could please follow me on social media, you can find me at Shades of Brown podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you would like to buy some podcast merch, I would love for you to do that. You can visit everythingallyb.myspreadshop.com or you can just click the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook and it'll take you there. If you would like to support the podcast in ways that do not cost you any money, I got you. You can subscribe to my mailing list by clicking the link in my bio. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel right here. If you're watching on YouTube, just click subscribe. You're already here. If you're not watching on YouTube, you can head over there and uh, either look up Shades of Brown Podcast, but my YouTube channel is called Everything Ally B. Click subscribe and become a part of the notification gang. And of course, you could always leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate that. That really, really helps. And of course, sharing this podcast with your community. So sharing it to your stories, sharing it in the group chat. Um, wherever you share good news, share shades of brown. If you want to start a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start. Um, click the link in my bio and schedule some time with me you can schedule a free consultation and I hope you get started I do some consulting around that so I would love I would love to help you because your voice matters too Your, your voice is needed as well so yeah thank you again for tuning in and supporting Shazer Brown and as always I'd like to leave you with this I hope that you be well love well and be loved well That's my prayer for you because I believe you deserve that. So until next time, bye.